you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Thursday, January 18. China's top diplomat has denied Australian Navy divers were injured by sonar pulses from a Chinese warship in November. Zhao Qian suggested in a lengthy New Year's address in Canberra that a Japanese vessel that was in the area at the time could be responsible for the incident. Send them to us instead. That's the latest plea from Ukraine to the Albanese government. Kyiv wants Australia to donate a retired fleet of Taipan helicopters for use in its defence against Russian forces, arguing it could bolster the nation's medivac capabilities and save Ukrainian lives. If they stay here, the choppers will be dismantled and buried. The government's pledge to build 1.2 million homes is in jeopardy as timelines blow out and businesses struggle to stay afloat. In today's episode, we unpack what's driving record-breaking insolvencies in manufacturing and construction, and what the government's got to do to stop the spiral. It's been a staple of Australian celebrations, school fates and work get-togethers for more than 50 years. The Sarah Lee mud cake with that rich, gooey icing. Or maybe the iconic brand's cheesecake is more your speed. Whatever your choice, you might have been left with a sour taste in your mouth when, in late 2023, this happened. Administrators are frantically searching for a buyer for Sarah Lee, with the dessert maker crumbling as costs rise and sales plunge. It's also feared more Australian companies will follow if the economy doesn't improve. Sarah Lee's been churning out those reliable frozen desserts at its factory in the New South Wales town of Lisa Row since 1971. But skyrocketing costs stubborn inflation and labour shortages have forced the dessert maker into a precarious and potentially fatal financial position. And it's not the only Australian business that's feeling the heat. Hundreds of businesses have plunged into insolvency in a very short space of time. Basically, a business is considered insolvent when it can't pay its debts on time. Working with administrators is one of the options available to the owners of insolvent firms who want to salvage their business. That's what Sarah Lee's doing. But for many businesses, moving operations offshore or shutting up shop altogether are the only options. And that means thousands of Australian jobs are hanging in the balance if things don't change and fast. ASIC insolvency figures as of January 10 captured effectively the first six months of 2023-24, so July 1 through to December. Jeff Chambers is the Australian's chief political correspondent. And it showed that across multiple sectors, including construction, manufacturing, accommodation and food services, retail, transport and warehousing, healthcare and social assistance and others, 
that the country is tracking very poorly in relation to the number of businesses that are being forced to call in administrators after falling into insolvency. And when you compare that to 22-23, we're on track to eclipse the previous year. And when you compare that to 21-22, again, even bigger numbers. And there's a range of reasons for that. Manufacturing and construction businesses are particularly susceptible to tough economic conditions. Obviously, construction in a high interest rate, high inflation environment, combined with other pressures like labour shortages, higher costs across the board, they are really, really struggling. I was speaking to a range of building industry chiefs who are warning that 2024 will be very tough for construction firms and that they're expecting hundreds, potentially thousand plus to fall into insolvency. And those construction firms, they're majority of the small, medium enterprises, but we're also seeing many long established and successful businesses that are now really struggling with cash flow and they're taking on enormous risk. Their projects are stalling. There's big delay. Costs for things like concrete are still very, very elevated. And then you've got the other pressures in relation to paying subcontractors, paying suppliers. And as things cost more and they take longer to to deliver, what that means is that that cash flow really comes under pressure and then that's when you see businesses falling into insolvency. It's a story Jeff's heard over and over again in the course of reporting this story. So there was a fast charging battery company in Brisbane called Tritium and in November they announced that they were shutting their Brisbane factory and heading to the US and obviously in the US You've got Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act. The settings are much more conducive in terms of turning a profit. Over in Western Australia last week, Alcoa shut down its Quinana refinery that employs 1,100 people. So it is a range of pressures and the pressure for the Labor government is that the 2025 election is now just over a year away and they need to start getting money out the door. But obviously, there's a lot of really tough economic conditions that they're trying to navigate. Coming up after the break, why this is a warning for the government. I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. The old saying goes that if you build it, they will come. But if there's nobody to build it, they, whoever they are, have nowhere to go. That's the pickle Labor currently finds itself in. When it entered government in 2022, the party pledged to boost Australia's manufacturing capabilities after what it said was years of neglect by the coalition. It also said it would build more than a million homes in an attempt to alleviate chronic shortages across the nation. 
We want more homes for more Australians. To help Australia build an additional 1.2 million homes before the end of the decade. So we can build more homes more quickly and closer to where people want to live and work. But a drastic decline in new builds and surging insolvencies in the sector is threatening to blow up that goal. Here's Jeff Chambers again. So the ABS data released on Wednesday showed a really dramatic plunge in those new homes and units being built. I think the main issue is around that higher interest rate environment, high inflation, higher costs, also labour shortages. So having enough trades to be coming in and building these homes and apartments. So if we're looking at a really grim outlook for 2024, that really sets back that task. And then what kind of confidence do people have in all three tiers of government actually removing that red tape and encouraging the building industry? There's some deep concerns around that. The government isn't faring much better on the manufacturing front either. Legislation passed in early 2023 was meant to usher in financial support for struggling manufacturers by way of the $15 billion National Reconstruction Fund. But it's taken months to get that and the $10 billion Housing Australia Future Fund up and running. And even now, a tech flub means struggling companies are yet to see the cash. That means the government is facing pressure from industry and the opposition to support struggling employers before more Australian businesses fall off the cliff. And getting it right outside of the major cities could make all the difference. A lot of manufacturing and a lot of construction occurs in regional Australia. And off the back of the voice referendum defeat last October and then subsequent issues for Anthony Albanese and the government They've lost that connection with voters. It's difficult for them to do it, but the pressure is on the government to do everything in their power to reduce inflation further. And then, obviously, that will be an encouraging sign for the RBA to then consider reducing interest rates. But the biggest concern is regulations. So whether it's new industrial relations laws or new laws around silica, clean energy. There's a lot of really tight deadlines for some industries to get things in place in a pretty high cost environment. So when you're talking about building, you're talking about unlocking more land, fast tracking those approvals, removing impediments that hold back the industry. It's really in that remove the regulations, remove the layers of bureaucracy, and that will be a huge boost for industry. Jeff Chambers is The Australian's chief political correspondent. You can read his reporting as well as all the nation's best news, sport and business at theaustralian.com.au.
I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.